Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Greater Greener Georgia. I'm Alexis. And I'm Miles, and we have a great episode for you today um, coming out on this beautiful Georgia Friday, Mm -hmm. um, talking to a couple candidates who are running for the Public Service Commission, uh, Patty Durand and Chandra Farley. Yeah, we got to interview both of them. Uh, Georgia Conservation Voters Action Fund has endorsed both of these candidates for District 2 and District 3 of the Public Service Commission. Um, And early voting has started already, so you can already head out and go vote for them. So yeah, let's just dive right in. It was a great interview, and we learned a lot about the Public Service Commission and and about these two candidates. So we'll check in with you afterwards. Hi, my name is Patty Durand, and I'm running for Georgia Public Service Commissioner, District 2. There are two seats open on the ballot this year, and I'm running for District 2, which is the Eastern District. But you as the listener don't need to worry about that because in Georgia, everyone votes for every seat at the commission. So I only mention that to explain that there are two open seats. There'll be two different votes that you can take um, when you vote. Um, And so, but all voters vote for all districts. And actually, I'm just realizing right now that I didn't mention to either of you, but we're interviewing you right now and we're interviewing Chandra in about 45 minutes. And this podcast is going to, I should have mentioned that, this podcast is going to kind of be our PSC special episode. And so um, I actually didn't include this in the original list of questions, but would you mind just giving us like the one minute rundown on what the Public Service Commission even is and does and once you're elected, what your job would be? Absolutely, sure. The Georgia Public Service Commission is a state agency, and I like to say that it is the most important state agency that you've never heard of. Of course, all state agencies are important, but unlike labor commissioners, say, or insurance commissioner who come in to help you if you are under underemployed or unemployed or have problems with your insurance, the Georgia Public Service Commission impacts every single person every single day because everyone uses electricity, natural gas, and telecom, and that agency regulates those utilities. In fact, it should be called Public Utility Commission, and then the public would know in two seconds what they do. But by calling it Public Service Commission, it remains a black box, and most people don't realize how important it is and how heavily it impacts them. And in terms of what I would do, as commissioner, I would regulate Georgia Power, which is a monopoly utility, that um, is granted to them by the people of Georgia through the state legislature. The monopoly, monopolies are generally illegal in the United States with the um, passage of the Sherman Antitrust Act in 1890 with one exception, and that exception is utilities. And in exchange for having a monopoly, they agree to be regulated by a state agency. So every state has a state utility commission and every state has a monopoly utility. In addition, the, um, the Public Service Commission regulates the natural gas market, which they deregulated. I don't know exactly when, I think maybe in the early 90s or 80s. And so now you as a um, energy user, you do get to pick your natural gas provider, but there's still a lot of guidelines that the commission manages the market and makes sure that people have some sense of, of fairness with the market that they still have very little control over and then there's other areas the PSC regulates too, some, some to do with telecom and broadband and some other facilities and things, but really it's energy and natural gas are the two big um, utilities. It's interesting what you said about um, it should be the utility commission because I yeah. just moved 
to Georgia from California and they didn't, they don't really have a service like that. And I was like, does it mean public service commit? Like they're going out and cleaning roads or something. It was just a little confusing on what it was. What what inspired you to, to run for this office? So I worked in the energy industry for about 15 years. For the last 10 years, I ran the Smart Energy Consumer Collaborative which is a nonprofit in the energy sector that researches consumers, you know, residential consumers and small, medium business consumers in terms of the modern electric grid and all things to do with the electricity grid, because so many things are changing that utilities and everyone in the sector, state commissions, businesses, everyone needs to know what do people want and who's out there? What are they like? What are their values? And there wasn't a nonprofit that studied that because prior to this information era that we live in, nobody needed to really know or care what consumers wanted because there was no interaction in energy that they had other than pay the bill. But those days are over and the same disruption that has disrupted transportation and music and publishing and every other sector is now here disrupting the energy sector. And so we publish studies on energy and that enabled me to get a really front row seat of what other commissions are doing. What is the California Public Utility Commission doing? What about Illinois? What about New Jersey? You know, I went all over the United States to energy conferences and I presented our research findings, which were national in scope. They were not Georgia focused. It was a national nonprofit. And that really gave me a sense of what the opportunities and possibilities were for Georgia that weren't happening here. And before SECC, I worked at Georgia Tech for a year, learning about grade modernization. And then before that, I ran the Georgia chapter of the Sierra Club, where I worked on climate change and energy policy at the Georgia Commission. So I have a long background in energy and environmental advocacy. And that actually leads me perfectly into the next question, which is, do you have any kind of background in running for office or holding any kind of public office? Or is this your first time doing any of this? This is my first time and I will say it's a whole new world. I have an energy background an environmental nonprofit management background, but I think I would be the exact type of commissioner that is needed in that office. So I'm running and learning the ropes as I go, hoping to get elected by the people of Georgia to bring Georgia's energy into the 21st century. What, um, you know, once you are elected, you know, hopefully fingers crossed, what is your first priority in office, you know, what would you do different than the current incumbent? You know, uh, that's a funny question. I was just joking with someone the other day about someone in the energy sector. I was joking with him about the fact that I have 25 priorities, but because as a candidate, I can't talk about that many things with voters. I really need to focus on like two or three, but I'm like, oh, I've got 25 and I just can talk about two and it's so hard. Um, you know, The incumbent has done a horrible job for Georgia. He's been in office for 12 years. He's never seen a rate increase he didn't love. He pretends to be a clean energy advocate while voting to restrict rooftop solar's expansion. He's done nothing for energy efficiency. And never mind all the 21st 21st century energy programs and services that other states are doing to keep costs low that are not happening here that has resulted in Georgia now paying the eighth highest electric bills in the nation when we should be at number somewhere like 24, 25 based on our size and our 
cost of living. And that's before Plant Vogel comes online, the largest nuclear, sorry, the most expensive nuclear power plant. Let me strike out nuclear, and you don't need to edit this out. This is not a mistake. The most expensive power plant ever built on Earth of any kind is our very own Plant Vogel at 30 billion. And let's be clear, it's not delivered. So I don't know where the dollar cost will stop. When those, um, when that plant becomes commercially operational within 30 days, then um, the commission will allow Georgia Power to put all those costs into our rates. And then we'll wish we were number eight. I don't know what the exact amount is going to be, but if it's anything less than the highest in the nation, I would be shocked because $30 billion is a scandalously large amount of money for the amount of energy that plant is going to produce. And so what would my priorities be? I'll try to answer that as best I can. A couple of priorities would be that I would work to make sure that the costs that Plant Vogel bring to our rates, some of those costs are paid by Georgia Power shareholders because the cost overruns are on them, not on us, not on their captive customers who had nothing to do with the fact that this plant costs too much and cost actually nine times more than any other type of energy choice they could have made. That's not fair, it's immoral for Georgians to have to pay that. So that, that's early on, that, those decisions are going to be made in early 2023. So if I'm elected, that would be one of the first things. And then the other areas would include things like um, bringing some of the 21st energy programs, 21st century energy programs, like for example, demand response, is a program that barely happens here. Um, peak time rebates, you know, energy is priced um, very, it's a flat uh, rate plans. 97% of Georgia Power customers are on a flat rate plan. That's not how energy is actually, uh, the wholesale energy actually costs. It costs a lot more on hot summer afternoons. It costs a lot more during times of demand, high demand, also known as peak demand. And so there are rate plans or rebate programs that other states have instituted that help customers save money. So you might get an alert on your phone that says, hey, it's an expensive energy day. Don't try not to use energy that you don't need to. And if you can use energy later in the day, you get a rebate. If you can't, nothing happens. And it doesn't take many more than maybe 15 or 20% of Georgians to want to enroll in that program and respond to make millions of dollars of difference on the grid. And that's one of the reasons our bills are eighth because we don't have those simplistic programs that are modern, that all, all you need is you know a smart meter to and some, and some software application um, to, to manage that. So that, that might be number two, but a close second, maybe in, maybe number two, maybe number three on its heels would be repealing the so-called smart usage, but what is actually a demand charge rate plan that the commission authorized Georgia Power in the 2019 rate case hearing to default enroll new customers, customers moving into new dwellings onto, which raises bills somewhere between 40 and 50%, which is, you know, I can't tell you how immoral and wrong that is to do to people because this rate plan, they call it smart usage, Smart, you know, when you when you have the word smart, like your smartphone, that means that it's internet connected, maybe you have extra digital capabilities. People love their smartphones or their smart homes or their smart cars. Or, you know, smart means something to people. They're smart appliances. 
But um, Georgia Power calls its rate plan smart usage, and there's nothing smart about it. In fact, you lose access to your online data portal because uh, I haven't checked lately, but as recent as six months ago, enrollees in that plan did not have access to any online data. And the demand charge fee that drives that 40 to 50% bill increase is hidden off the bill. So customers can't see or don't know that they have a demand charge fee. No other state in the nation has adopted a rate plan like this that allows the utility to default enroll customers on it. It was done for a while in Arizona and there was a big backlash. Customers didn't like it. They knew it was raising their bills and they didn't know what the reasons were. And um, there won't be any backlash in Georgia because Georgia learned from Arizona and didn't, is not calling it a demand charge rate plan. They're calling it a smart usage plan. And since the fee is hidden off the bill, nobody will know unless you compare the amount of usage you have to someone else and who's going to know to do that. So that's, um, there's so many things. I'll stop there, but there's a whole host of things that I would love to do to help people afford their bills. And I didn't even get to clean energy and renewable energy yet. Maybe the third one would be repealing the cap on rooftop solar, which um, right now there's a limit of only 5,000 customers on Georgia Power's net metering program, which puts us in far last place for other states in the Southeast, like North Carolina, South Carolina, and Florida in the number of homes with rooftop solar. So I'll stop there. I'm sorry. It's something I'm really passionate about. I was just going to say before Alexis asked the next question that mm-hmm. about I'm just moving um, to a new house and I saw that smart um, plan and I was like, they were really advertising it on the site when you're trying to transfer. And I was like, this maybe sounds too good to be true. Like, I don't know, there's something weird about it. So I'm actually glad to hear I didn't sign up for that because yeah. I was close, you know, because I was like, maybe this would be good. Like, you know, if I in the winter, it would be good. But I'm like, there's no way I'm spending this much in the summertime. Like, I don't know, there's just a weird. So I don't want to go back yeah. to it. But it was just interesting <laughs> to hear you say that. So good job. Yeah, sometimes with Georgia Power, if it looks too good to be true, it is. (laughs) Um, And so kind of like our last question, which, you know, at GCV, when we think of clean energy, we're also thinking about clean air, clean water, clean land. And so we kind of just wanted to finish with a fun question, which is what is your favorite place to explore in Georgia, like outside somewhere uh, that is maybe clean and preserved and untouched by Georgia Power and other energy regulators. Yeah, absolutely. And it's good timing you asked that because I just got back and I was rushing to um, get this done, get get this done before our interview. And that is I did a one mile hike, I'm sorry, a two mile hike on Arabia Mountain Nature Preserve this morning. Um, Got up at 6.30, got on the mountain at seven, finished the hike at eight, eight rushed back and um, got ready for this interview. It's a beautiful, yeah, it's a beautiful (laughs) place. Um, There's hardly anybody there on a weekday morning. It's only 10 minutes from my home in Conyers and it's early. Well, last month was early spring and I got Mm -hmm. to see a lot of those little endemic, um, I don't know, wildflowers that grow in the little depressions that gather moisture on Arabia mountain. And I got to see a lot of those very delicate wildflowers. And it was, and, and of course, in early spring, all the green trees are different shades of green from light to medium to dark. And it just was, it's just gorgeous and it's still cool. So that's one of my favorite places now, for sure. 
Yeah, that's amazing. Wow. And yeah, let it be known we're recording this at 9 a.m. So you've had a much busier morning morning so than incredible. I have. I just um, woke up and grabbed a coffee and then yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but thank you so, so much for taking the time to talk to us today. My name is Chandra Farley, and I am running for Georgia Public Service Commission. And I am running to represent seat three, which covers Fulton, Clayton, and DeKalb. However, this is a statewide race, so everyone votes for every commissioner, no matter where you live. Uh, the Public Service Commission regulates the rates charged and the services provided by Georgia Power Electricity, gas, and telephone utilities operating in Georgia. So in other words, they decide where our energy comes from and how much we pay for our utilities. Awesome. What um, inspired you to, to make the plunge and, and, to, and to run for this position? So I have spent a lot of time um, in front of the Public Service Commission. I have been working in the energy, utility, climate change space really for over a decade. And if there is one thing that I know for sure, it's that energy, where it comes from and our utilities and how they are priced is an issue of justice and fairness. And I believe that it is time for the commission to have someone who understands that and who is willing to make space for and authentically consider the voice of the people, not just the utility, to authentically consider, um, support, and collaborate with the actual people who are impacted by commission decisions. Because decisions made at the Public Service Commission have an impact on our households, they impact our incomes, and they impact our future. Every single day, the Public Service Commission um, is, is making these decisions. And after interacting with the commission, speaking out at public service commission hearings, I've demonstrated outside on the street, across outside of the public service commission, um, all sort of interventions I have been involved in. And I decided that it is time um, to get inside and start working um, the fundamental transformation that is happening with our energy system uh, to get in there and start working it from the inside out to ensure that, that as that transition happens, particularly in Georgia, it's rooted in principles of justice and fairness. Yeah, that all sounds so great. And we're so lucky to have a candidate like you running in for this seat. And so I also just wanted to ask, have you ever run for office before or held any public office before? And what has it been like this time around? I am a first time candidate. So, yes. yeah, so this has been um, a really interesting, exciting, um, frustrating glorious, all of the things. Um, it's been, it's been a really, really great experience. Um, as someone who has worked in uh, the nonprofit sector um, for, for over a decade, 
there are a lot of similarities, you know, um, never having really all of the resources you need to do everything that you need to do, um, you know, prioritizing, you know, really what's important uh, to me has been being able to get out, be in conversation with people across Georgia, uh, hearing from Georgians and, you know, what's on their mind and how the Public Service Commission intersects with, you know, the issues that, that Georgians have on mind, have in mind, you know, our utilities, um, our utility bills, our kitchen table issues. And while a lot of people, the majority of people don't know what the Public Service Commission is and have never heard of the Public Service Commission, let alone that it's elected, right? And so that's been really that's something that I knew, obviously, from the, the work that I've been doing over over the past few years, uh, even myself, you know, I probably would not have known or paid attention to the Public Service Commission unless, you know, I was doing this kind of work, like work around energy, work around um, utilities. And we have to ask ourselves why is this office so obscure? Why is an office that has outsized material impact on our daily lives shrouded in secrecy, right? Uh, and, and their proceedings. So it's been really, again, just so great throughout the campaign to be able to talk to people about what the Public Service Commission is. And then when you start to have conversations and you start to talk to them about things like, well, they decide how much our rates are. Did you know they raised our rates in 2019? Or have you heard about Plant Vogel? Did you know you've been paying for Plant Vogel for 10 years, but you haven't gotten a single kilowatt hour of electricity from, from this plant expansion? And to see people like begin to make that connection and begin to connect that to the power that they have to change their representatives to someone who is concerned with their kitchen table issues and to talk to someone and understand how important it is to have someone on the commission um, <clears throat> who would look out for them. Yeah, that, I love that you were kind of you know, fed up with what you're dealing with in the work and you're like, I'm going to step in and make a change. I mean, I think that's kind of a fundamental thing of people running and especially first time people running for office as well. I love that. Um, you know, once, you know, fingers crossed you are elected, what is your first priority getting in there? What is, um, what is something that you're going to do different than the current incumbent? Well, first, one of my priorities is energy efficiency. You know, Georgia ranks at the bottom of lists for energy efficiency investment, but we rank at the top of lists for utility bill costs in the nation. We could be at five to eight, depending on what list you're looking for. And we know that investing in energy efficiency and having strong energy efficiency programs and mechanisms like energy efficiency savings targets are ways to not only reduce people's bills 
and help residents and small businesses make their bills more affordable. But energy efficiency is a job creator. Energy efficiency is an economic development lever. And what we have is a utility that leans into the dinosaur utility model, right? They make their money by building things. And so what we need is a fundamental shift in the way we are thinking about the energy mix in Georgia. And we need to begin treating energy efficiency as the resource that it is, just like solar. And when we invest in energy efficiency, we get this triple benefit, right? We have more affordable bills. We're able to create jobs and new small business. And these are opportunities that Georgians need. These are opportunities um, that Georgia can benefit from. And, you know, as, as we like to say, the cleanest energy is the energy that you don't use. And so strong, robust energy efficiency programs, uh, strong, robust energy efficiency policy um, is, is critical for Georgia. It's low-hanging fruit. And the power, the commission has the power to direct the utility to increase their investment. We've seen them do this with solar, utility scale solar, right? It was at, it was a commission decision to direct the utility to increase um, the amount of renewables that they were putting on the grid. And we can do the same thing with, with energy efficiency. Sorry, I have a question, but there's a very loud motorcycle going past me right now. Um, but yeah, so as we're talking about clean energy, uh, you know, at GCV, we're fighting for clean energy, clean land, clean air, clean water, all that good stuff. And so we kind of just wanted to ask you uh, a more fun question that maybe you don't get that often, which is what is your favorite kind of natural place in Georgia, somewhere in Georgia where you can get away from all this energy talk and the Georgia power burden? And uh, where's your favorite place to get outside and explore in Georgia? Absolutely. You know, so I just had an opportunity to walk through um, the Cascade Nature Preserve. And it is, it's beautiful. And it's right in the middle of the city, you know, over uh, in the, the Cascade area. And I walked with a group um, of, of women uh, called the Nature Girls um, through the Cascade Springs Nature Preserve. And as someone who suffers with allergies, particularly this time of year, you can probably sound I'm pretty congested and everybody in Atlanta, right, whether you have allergies or not, um, you know, falls victim to, uh, to this time of year. It's so arid out there. And, you know, the Cascade Springs Nature Preserve, um, I really love a lot of the waterfalls that we have um, in Georgia. I think there are like 11 or 12 like waterfalls within an hour, hour and a half of, of the city. And so going to Amicalola Falls, um, you know, hiking up to the top and then walking down. So just being out, you know, off a road in the woods 
you know, around some water or, you know, just, just walking through the woods is, is what I really, uh, what I really enjoy and what I really love about um, Atlanta and, and Georgia, that we have all of these beautiful nature preserves and places that, that we can get to, you know, just outside of this major metropolitan city. <laughs> I love that, that group name you said, was, what was the group name that you said that you went to the walk with? the nature girls. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's great. <laughs> kind of want to join that. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. They're amazing. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think we have any more questions, but, um, is there, could you possibly plug your website and kind of any final remarks that if there's anything you haven't said yet, um, that you would want to include, um, you know, early voting is, is now. So we want to, promote that as well. So if there's any other things you want to say that we haven't talked about and, and also mention your website as well, that'd be great. Absolutely. I just want to thank uh, GCB for this, this opportunity. And I really appreciate um, the work that GCB has done and continues to do to make sure that as we talk about clean energy and as we talk about the transition to clean energy, that we are staying focused on the importance of environmental justice. Um, we know that disenfranchised communities, our Black communities, our communities of color, our rural communities uh, bear a disproportionate burden of the negative impacts of climate change and fossil fuel-based energy production. And it is critical that as we make decisions around clean energy investment, clean, uh, energy production, energy dis distribution, that we are centering the voices of the people. The people who are closest to a problem are the people with the best solutions, right? And it is critical that we have a public service commission in Georgia who is willing to authentically consider and collaborate with and center environmental justice in those utility decisions. Um, and that, again, is, is why I'm running. We've got to have a voice on the commission um, for, for the people. And so I would welcome uh, anyone to join uh, Team Chandra and our grassroots campaign for Public Service Commission. It is a statewide campaign. Um, so I ask people to help spread the word about this because I will be on everybody's ballot in Georgia, no matter where they live. And you can follow the campaign at Chandra for Georgia. That's Chandra with the C-H-A-N-D-R-A-F-O-R, Georgia, completely spelled out.com. So chandraforgeorgia.com. And you can link to our Instagram and Facebook and Twitter from the website. And I would love to have you as a volunteer uh, and to join our campaign so we can flip this public service commission and start moving Georgia forward um, to an equitable clean energy future for Georgia.
Thanks so much again to both Patty and Chandra for taking the time to speak with us this week. It was so cool to get to learn about your elections and what you're running for. And if you're listening to this podcast, make sure you get out and vote in Georgia. The primary election is on May 24th, but early voting is already going and it's happening until May 20th. Uh, so you don't have to wait until election day to cast your ballot. Yeah, as, as we say always, and we've said before on the podcast, election day is the last day to vote. So make sure you go out early and, and vote. And, and thanks so much for tuning in. We'll, we'll catch you in, in two weeks. <laughs>